Welcome back to another episode, James, of Clear the Air. A That's simply the fucking stogies. weirdest fucking opening ever. Hey, you know what? This is uh, officially my show. I can do whatever the hell it I is. want. But uh, yeah, so I tried to think of a nickname for you because on the latest episode, there were a whole lot of nicknames that were thrown out. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I, I wanted to give you a nickname, but I just... I couldn't think of one that would stick. So I'm going to keep thinking about it. You know, you have a nickname, right? Uh, well, please do tell. Which one of many, I should say. Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose it depends on my mood. Uh, but uh, the one that really sticks is Potomac or, or the Mac? Po- the Mac. The Mac, yeah. Yeah. The Mac. Uh, yeah, so welcome to Clear the Air. I'm your host, The Mac. Tim the Mac. <laughs> Tim uh, the Mac. Uh, yeah. I, you you like mispronounce that. a word 700 times in your cigar life, and, and it, it, it just sticks around forever. Weird how that works. Yeah. Uh, mm. What are you drinking? What are you smoking? Uh, well, I'm James, host of Simply Stogies. Thanks for having me back, Tim. I wasn't sure after the first show I'd be back, but uh, you said, yeah, I, we're going to keep doing this. And I was like, well, I guess I, guess I got to show up. Um, right. So I, I'm, I'm actually smoking a Castagli cottontail. Show the camera there. Um, it's burning a little wonky, but I mean, that's what happens with these typically, uh, Mm. at the beginning and then it straightens right the hell up. Uh, and Mm -hmm. I'm drinking, um, the Simply Stogies blend from Janice Coffee Roasters. Why would I drink anything? Well, okay. I I thought about this. So I have, he, like, here's the thing about having Shad, um, you know, I, I don't don't say say we're friends, but we're friendly, right? It's not like we go to, you know, we don't call each other every day but when we do talk we talk or we we talk a lot um and him and his brother are just awesome go listen to that episode from last year uh I, one of my favorite episodes just because i got to learn a lot about coffee but anyway i digress um, that was a fun episode you actually had me on that episode and that was yeah, well i mean unexpected right fun despite tim being on the episode right um, yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah. I am second guessing myself about this whole thing now. The whole thing right now, yeah. I kind of <laughs> figured you might be. So no, I, I so I, I I'm drinking the Simply Stogies blend right from Janice Coffee Roasters, but uh, mm. I, he sent me uh, a bunch. Of, like I bought a bunch of stuff, but then he sent me a bunch of stuff, and I thought this morning about drinking one of the test blends on here. I don't know how fair that is to 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 Shad and and uh, Shay. So I, I didn't. Um, but the test blend is really good, like really good. And I love the, the, the name behind it. And I can't tell you guys anything. Um, and then he said, is this a test blend that they intend to make regular production? I I think so. Just based on the test name. Okay. And I'm trying to think of a clever way to like hint at the test name. I know that they have because I mean, if you're roasting coffee or even, I mean, even if but you're I doing feel like spirits, such a boob. Oh, oh, I think. Oh, you might have. You might have. I've told you. Yeah, I've told you. Uh, I think you know when you're creating something, you know, coffee, uh, spirits, even cigars. I think you're going to go through a lot of test blends. You're going to try several different things out to find, figure out, or find out what sticks. Well, yeah. Um, I know that uh, there's one test blend that he has, that they have, I should say, Janice. Um, I order it all the time. I just love the shit out of it. 
But it's not going to be something that's regular production because I'm apparently the only person who orders it. So, um, but yeah, I am drinking some Janus coffee as well. It's the uh, Peru Capili uh, Dark, I believe. That's a great blend. It is a really good blend. I don't get it too often just because it's, I think the bag size is a little bit smaller than what the normal 11 ounce bag. I think you're used to hearing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. I am, I am definitely used to hearing it. Um, but I do like this coffee. It's really good. Uh, I don't tend to share it too often because, uh, you order it, it comes in two bags. You get the Peru Capili dark and, uh, is the other one medium or light? I can't. Medium. Medium. Okay. Um, and so I'm done with the medium. I'm drinking the dark. This is actually the the last that's, I've heard that about you. Uh, and this is the last one, uh, or the last of that bag. And, um, you know, I decided this morning I was going to smoke a LH cigar and that is the Claro or Clara. I've heard it both ways. Man, there's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah, it's the Claro. So he's got the, that's one of his core line, uh, Nick Sears' mm-hmm. core line, uh, the Claro, the Colorado, and the Maduro. Uh, I, I prefer the Claro. I think it's the most Cuban-esque uh, out of uh, any cigar that's not a Cuban that I've uh, had. I really, really, really like that cigar, especially in the morning with a cup of coffee, such a straight for the day. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, uh, I'm not a Cuban or Cuban-esque type of cigar guy. I typically don't really like it. But I actually smoked one of these, uh, one of the trips that I made to your place. And I was just driving the truck, decided to smoke this guy, drink some coffee. And I was blown away. And you were blown away. away. Yeah. Just a phenomenal cigar. And, um, you know, when it's nice and early, I like this and I like me some coffee. Well, yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Who who doesn't? There's nothing better uh, than uh, cigars and coffee, which this is not it. This is clear the air. Yeah, it's it's a hybrid, I suppose you could say. Um, a chimera, if you will. Oh, man, the big words. You always hit me up on those big words. Anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about episode 97, unless you have something else you want to talk about. No, it's because, your show, because, man. I'm just Because, here. hey, hold on a second. Because typically, Tim will probably have a bunch of bullshit to talk about. Oh, I yeah. literally heard yeah. that at the very end of the episode and spit my coffee across the room. I was, like, not expecting it. Uh, and, and I heard that and I'm like, well, shit, I don't really have a bunch of bullshit to talk about. I don't know. I kind of feel like the whole last five minutes was just a bunch of bullshit that we talked about. <laughs> this whole episode, this whole series is a bunch of bullshit, right? It's a little bit of bullshitting and a little bit about the, the last episode yeah. of Simply Stogie. So, yeah, look, uh, I mean, it's an after show, right? It, yeah, yes. absolutely. It's the yeah. after show. You're not going to learn anything here except like what's behind uh, the making of the show, whatnot, and our thoughts on it. And, you know, maybe once we should probably get Nick on here. Uh, this would have been a good episode to have Nick on, it, yeah. um, you know, just to kind of get his uh, feel for for how uh, everything went, because I, he led that interview uh, for the did. first half hour, 45 minutes. It was actually a very nice change of pace uh, to hear uh, 
or actually say not hear your voice for once, even though it was the simply Stogie's well, podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, 100%. They it, do say the empty can rattles the most. It time. does, yeah. It does. Now, one of the things I did notice that right off the bat is that you kind of just said, welcome to the show, and then Nick took over. And yeah. he introduced the whole crew. Well, not the whole crew. Uh, not the, not everybody could make it, which, um, for, for listening to that episode, uh, I would say that if you had too many more of the crew on, it might have just become a, a, a big mess because there was a whole lot of talking and a whole lot of storytelling going on. Yeah. No, I mean, so we were supposed to have Mike the Burner Turner. Mm -hmm. On former NFL, great and former, uh, you know, one of the crew of uh, Smooth Draws Radio. But he had a scheduling conflict, so he couldn't show up. Uh, he couldn't make it. Uh, we were pretty bummed about that because, you know, he was, from everything Nick told me, he was the comic relief. Much like you are for this show. <laughs> but in a different way. Because... In a much different way. Like, you're just the whipping boy on this I'm, show. He was I'm... actually funny. Yeah, I'm just the guy that uh, is there and contributes just enough that everybody else can make fun of. Yeah, and I'm okay with much. that. Yeah, I'm yeah, okay yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so he was on. Chad, uh, the hangman, uh, was on. He was the producer of the show, so he mm -hmm. had a lot to say, and he's now been in front of the mic, behind the mic, doing all kinds of stuff on the radio. Um, you know, so it was fun to have him on. Valerie was on, you know, um, and she brings a wealth of knowledge especially on the spirit side, which I was kind of disappointed. We didn't get to talk more about the spirit side of things with smooth dollars radio. Cause I know you're a big, uh, liquor guy. You like, uh, whiskey and you don't like scotch. So I'm not sure how much of a man you really are, but you do like whiskey. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I do like bourbons primarily. I'm, I, you know, there is a little bit of a difference between, uh, your, your whiskey and your bourbon, even though it's a very easy line to cross over, but the I'm hoping and the way that it sounded on the show is that uh, the reunion could happen again and you might have everybody back on. And Yeah, I think at some point I want to have Coop on just Coop so we can just talk shop because um, that was, you know, to have – to have the big guy on, like he's a big get. He's, he is. He is a guy in the industry that everybody knows. Uh, he's probably the biggest guy in the industry outside of half wheel that everybody knows. Uh, and, you know, like I said last time uh, on Clear the Air, like maybe I'm the asshole and I just don't like to talk to other creators, other content creators, other media. Uh, but Coop, I could talk to Coop all day. Like well, Coop is just a wealth of knowledge, a humble guy. Uh, down to earth, knows his stuff, uh, and, and has been doing it for well since Smooth Draws. So, right, but Coop is a, a certain type of breed of creator. After listening to the show and getting to know him, because we've talked about this last episode, I have not personally uh, met him or personally talked to him. Um, so this is the first real experience of you know hearing uh, his thoughts and and stuff like that. And there's different types of people in the media field, right? You've got your people who um, really don't give a crap about anybody else or anything else. They're doing their thing, and that's all they care about. You've got the people that are just going to badmouth everybody else. Uh, and then you've got the people who, you know, will just be honest. Wait, wait, wait. Were the first two just me? No. You know, like a little bit of column A, a little bit of column, <laughs> little bit B, of column B. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, trying to, I'm trying to paint your picture there. Yeah, no, uh, no. I, I mean, I think... 
I don't think that we, especially when we go to the trade show or anything like that, like, I mean, we pop jokes and, and, and stuff like that, but we don't mean any harm or any foul. And I think that when we talk or try to talk to other media, it's just, you know, what are you doing? How are you doing it? You know? Well, and look, I, those of you who know me know that I give half wheel a ton of shit. Like, I just do. That's what I do. Uh, and it's not that I think Charlie writes very well. I think Brooks and uh, uh, Patrick write very well. They're very good writers. Uh, I just don't always agree with their scores. And so I like to give them, I like to flip them shit when sure. they give a great cigar, a shit score. And then they come up with flavor profiles like copy paper, mayonnaise and Thousand Island dressing. I think that's funny because nobody else on the planet can find copy paper, mayonnaise and Thousand Island dressing in the same sentence about the same third. I think, have you ever heard, have you ever heard of Cigar News Today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I have heard of that. Uh, here's what I think they need to do. I think they need to take some of those flavor profiles and create a cigar cookbook. And, and it's just directions on how to create these uh, off-the-wall, completely out-there flavor profiles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be, that'd be all right. I don't know. I, you know, I, they're just, they're an easy target. Half wheels an easy target because they're, they're huge. They're the biggest, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I certainly do not mean, uh, you know, to be mean to, to Monado and company. Um, I just kind of, I like to poke fun at them every once in a while. I'm sure they're, they're wonderful people, uh, great humanitarians and, um, may, maybe canonized one day in the Catholic church. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Baptized in mayonnaise. And yeah, baptized paper. In, in mayonnaise and then covered in copy paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Coop is a different animal altogether. And Coop, to me, and I told him this after the show, and I, because I, I didn't get a chance to say it during the show. So I'll say it here in the after show. You know, for me, Coop is the standard, he's the industry standard. When I started this, I thought to myself, who, who, who do I want to emulate? Because I listen to a lot of different podcasts and I'm not knocking other podcasts. I'm not knocking other content creators. You know, you do what you like. I do what I like. And it's all good, right? At the end of the day, it's all good. And we're all happy. We're all smoking cigars. We're all brothers and sisters at the leaf. But when I started this four years ago, because we just celebrated our four year anniversary this month, I listened to everything that was out there at the time. And I thought to myself, because I'd been podcasting for 15 years like, I think I can do this better than most, not all, but better than most. And so that's what I set out to do. And I think my audio's uh, always been uh, pretty good. And now we've moved into the video space and we're working on it, guys. I don't know. You tell me, is this like, is it too busy back here? People say it's too busy. Well, one person said it's too busy. I don't know. You can just <laughs> tell me. Um <laughs> So it's uh, it, it's a work in progress. We're always evolving. We're always trying to do better. But essentially what we're trying to do is catch up to Coop. Coop's, Coop's the guy. He sets the standard. If I wanted to emulate anybody in this industry, uh, quote unquote, it would be Coop. Uh, and I wanted to talk to him about that a lot on this podcast, and I didn't get a chance to. Um, we had some time constraints at the end where uh, the hangman needed to, to bow out. And instead of continuing a conversation... You know, we'll just go ahead and end it there, and and it was no big deal because I I didn't think it would be fair to not have the producer on and continue the conversation. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, you un, unless an emergency happens or something like that, you might as well have start the show and end the show with everybody on it. Um, but one of the things that I noticed is everybody got the opportunity to uh, say their part, uh, tell their stories, and some uh, there was even some back and forth, some crisscross uh, on the stories, which really developed each personality that you're hearing. And I found that really fascinating because it really brought, like, I've never heard the radio show. And I'm going to talk a little bit about radio here in a minute, uh, but I've never heard the show. And at a few points during the episode, I almost would have thought that I was listening to a Smooth Draws episode. I would imagine that this is what it was like. Yeah, that was kind of the the point of the whole episode at least for me and nick may have a different take on it um but i wanted people to kind of experience what smooth draws was is i only heard i think one episode uh which is the tribute show to doc who started the whole thing and sadly passed away uh which is what ended the show and so when nick and i were talking about it i i asked nick i was like hey i kind of want you to just lead this you know these guys that this let, let's make this a smooth draws program you know, and I can add stuff in if I, if I have something, but for the first half hour, like in you, you even heard, uh, you know, Nick was like, Hey James, do you have questions or comments? Like you have, <laughs> you've been, like trying to bring me in. Yeah. And it was, it was like Nick looked at the screen and was like, Oh shit, James, you're still here. Do you have anything right. to add? I totally forgot you were still here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how anybody could do that, but he did. Uh, but it was great because I wanted Nick to, to to kind of show everybody what the show was like. And he he definitely did a good job facilitating that, uh, as, as did Chad, as did Coop, as did Valerie. And, you know, combined, they have a lot more experience than I do. I'm not a new cigar smoker anymore by any stretch of the imagination. I've been doing this five years. I think I kind of know what I'm talking about. Probably still have a garbage palate, but I at least... <laughs> can speak intelligently um, to cigars and in the industry and, and certainly to the, to the media aspect of it. Um, so yeah, it was, it, that was, that was by design and Nick did a great job. And so kudos to him. And again, we probably should have had him on for this now that I'm sitting here thinking about like, why is Nick not here to talk about uh, smooth draws? Um, right. But yeah, it was, it was fun to hear those stories and kind of hear them go back and forth and, and fill in details and, and you get a good flavor for what each of their personalities are. I mean, we all know Coop uh, and we all know Nick, but uh, you know, it was, it was nice to get to hear Valerie and, and, and Chad kind of, you know, add to it. So. Yeah. And I've talked to Valerie. I know, I know that she's not going to remember. Um, but at one point in time, I was a cigar rights of America ambassador and we used to do uh, monthly uh, phone calls, like little meetings and stuff, just to kind of get the latest and greatest. And so I've talked to her on the on the uh, conference calls before. So as soon as I heard that voice and I heard Val, I was like, wait a second. I think I know who that is. You know, it's so <laughs> it's funny because, you know, Nick was, you know, as we just said, Nick was like, hey, James, do you have anything to add? Any questions? I had a ton of questions, a ton of questions, but none of them. <laughs> really revolved around smooth draws the show because you know valerie said that and i wanted to talk to her about the cra and the ambassador program uh, because i have been privately i don't think publicly until now very critical of that uh program which i think is done now i think it's over um, uh, 
I no, I don't think it is. Are they still doing it? They're still doing it. Yeah, actually, uh, it was a couple months ago. Uh, we received, or at least you should have received an email. I know I did uh, from the uh, the gentleman who kind of runs the main program, whatever, uh, Harrison. Uh, Harrison. And uh, he's like, hey, uh, everybody, uh, if you want to continue to be in the uh, ambassador program, I need to hear from you by X date. Uh, otherwise, we're going to we're going to take you off and everything. And I, I really wanted to, but then at the same time, it's like, well, look, there's, I, you know, I, it's, I don't want to speak negative about right. it, but I did feel that I wanted to contribute a whole lot more than the CRA wanted me to. All they wanted me to do was go to my B&Ms, talk to everybody and anybody and get them to sign up for a membership. That's all they want. They, they, they said and, and hopefully, here's the bottom line. We would do these meetings and they would say, you know, Tim, we're going to send him a bunch of information. He's going to go down to the state capitol and he's going to uh, represent the CRA and he's going to talk to uh, the senators and da, 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 da. And the reality is I never received a single piece of paper. I, I never knew when these meetings were going to happen. And I just said, you know, for as much as I want, I, and I'll continue to support the CRA as long as they're around. But I, I just, I just don't have the uh, the the desire to be an active member or an active ambassador. Right, and I've been critical, like I said, privately of the CRA and kind of how they handle things, their communication or the lack thereof, uh, as the case may be. Right. Which is why I no longer uh, support them. Uh, which is weird because they're the consumer side and the PCA is the retail side, right? Yeah, that's uh, the way it's supposed and, to be. Right. And the PCA certainly communicates more. And I've been critical of the PCA uh, and, and, and some of the things they do and how they handle certain things. Uh, but uh, the CRA for me is just much worse at communicating. And so why would I continue to support them or, or be an ambassador when, like I said, it was, there was never any communication for the entire year and a half. I was an ambassador. I got zero e emails. Yeah. And you kind of got in at a bad time too, because every, I think that was about the time the pandemic was happening and everything was shutting down and it was, it was a lot harder uh, to, you know, get around and talk to people and stuff like that. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to Val about her experience with the CRA and kind of get a fresh perspective because you and I have talked about it ad nauseum and it's just like, why, why do I want to continue to talk about it with you? Sure. We both kind of have the same, the same kind of views. Um, but yeah, like, so there were things that I wanted to ask and certainly some of it was geared towards it, but like most of it was, man, I would really like to get these, these folks just on the podcast, just them find out about their experience, their journeys kind of, you know, with coop, let's talk media, uh, with, with Chad, let's talk, podcast versus radio uh and, and the ins and outs of that and talk talk shop so to speak uh with both him and and uh, uh coop and then with valerie like let's talk cra let's talk about you know let's talk about spirits let's talk about pairings let's talk about all kinds of different things so yeah it's uh it was it was it was weird for me to be in that position to not be the host kind of like with this show where I'm not the host, I'm just kind of along for the ride. That show, I was just kind of along for the ride until sure. Nick tried to bring me in, and it was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed uh, listening to the story. So, 
So it's interesting that you brought up uh, talking to Coop and the differences between um, radio and podcasting. And that was probably one of the segments of the show that I would have loved to have more inside, more information about. And, you know, because I'm thinking to myself that there's pros and cons to each side, right? And I think the trigger for that for me was that Coop said that the cigar industry is still focused more on print and terrestrial radio advertising than they are towards podcasting. There was a couple interesting things like that where uh, Coop and I got to kind of geek out a little bit on, on, on that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's a weird thing for me to hear that they're still interested in print more than they are podcast. And I say that not as a podcaster who's like, well, I'm here like advertise with me. Cause we would certainly be open to, to, to discussing that I think uh, and taking this from more than just a passion project to the next level. And let's, let's take some advertising dollars. Cause this is expensive it is. Um, to do. And like we were looking at equipment uh, to buy, and that's going to be another 1500 bucks. It sounds like. <clears throat> so yeah, it would be nice uh, to, to, to have that, but you know, why, why, why is, why, why a cigar? And the only thing I can think of is that the cigar industry is more prone to doing print than they are podcasts because retailers, it's easy for a retailer to put out a magazine, even if it's a shit magazine like Cigar Aficionado, mm-hmm. than it is for them to just play cigar podcasts all day on, on their, you know, on their, on their speakers. I, I, I guess I would think it'd be easier the other way around and would cost zero money for them to do that. You know, and we certainly we we highlight B and M's. I don't think there's a lot of, I don't think there's a lot of podcasts out there uh, that do that. They may highlight their local lounge. Hey, we're recording live at whatever wherever. But we we travel around. We we do the um, the legwork, so to speak. We do the the reviews on these B and M's, and we try to highlight some of the best around the country that we've visited, so that when you're traveling. You, you know, you can go go and uh, uh, do that and, and hopefully have the same kind of experience that we had. So we try to weed that out. And um, so I, it was weird for me to hear that because there's, you know. Well, so I kind of thought. Was like, there a lot of print? Like, let me ask you, was there a lot of print at the PCA? Did you see a lot of print running uh, around? There, there was some. I wouldn't say a lot, but there was some print. Uh, you know, I think when I initially heard that, I'm like, okay, so uh, uh, you've got a majority of old school uh, cigar guys and gals in in the industry, and that's what they grew up with is the print and the radio. And the newer, younger generation that's coming in, they don't have the the experience or the capital necessarily to do radio or cigars aficionado or something like that but then i'm like but what about all these new people like i i no longer get uh, a magazine in the mail i i don't obviously there's a newspaper but you're not going to see cigar advertisements in a newspaper maybe a coupon book or something like that which is typically basically put in the junk mail pile and thrown away 
but I, I you know, and, and even radio. I, I remember years ago when I was working, I was a blue collar field worker and I would have to hope that I remembered what day the only cigar show was in my area. What day was it on? What time was it on? And that's how I got to listen to it was live. And if I missed it, I missed it. Well, and that's kind of my, my, my problem with, with the cigar industry, not, and, and look, some of them do, especially the boutique guys. They seem to embrace podcasts and streams and, 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 and that kind of stuff. But I mean, well, that's because the only thing it costs them is their is time. time. Yeah. Right. But even if you did an ad, let's say somebody came to us and, was, and said, hey, we want to do an ad with you. All right. So we'll do it for three months at this this point. It'll be a, a, a 30 second to a minute read in. Right. Every episode uh, for three months. So you'll get six episodes and it's out there forever. That mm -hmm. ad stays there forever terrestrial radio like unless it's on unless they do a replay it's a one and done and it costs right. objectively it costs more to do that with terrestrial radio than with podcasts and again so you know you're going to have the people on terrestrial radio that will just listen even if they're not cigar smokers so you probably are getting a wider potentially wider audience but sure. here online you know exactly how many people you're probably going to hit over the course of a year two years three years four years just looking at the numbers and so it's more bang for the buck in my opinion because you know for sure how many ears that ad is is reaching mm -hmm. um so I, that's a pro for for the podcast right oh 100 uh, percent sure and you can edit it uh, right. For me, like that's the big, well, you can edit terrestrial radio too. Some of these things are pre-recorded and, sure. and you can edit, but if you're doing it live, there's no edit. Something screws up, you're done. Right. Like we mm -hmm. can, and you have to start at a certain time. So there's all this prep work that goes in and then like the scripts. So they were talking about the scripts uh, right. because, you know, doc would script this thing out. And with terrestrial radio, you have to do that because you're taking breaks at a certain time. You know, every 15, 10, 15, 20 minutes, five minutes, it just depends, you know, and you're having to do, you know, a top of the hour here at WXNY, mm -hmm. it's 42 degrees outside. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't well, want to I do mean, that. That's the other thing too. And, and it was probably, I'm guessing it was Chad that said, you know, when, when, when you have to constantly be filling that time that you're on with something that has entertainment value, something that's going to stop people from scanning through the frequencies. Right. Well, dead air is a killer on terrestrial radio, mm -hmm. right? Here, dead air, if I take four seconds to gather my thoughts and then start to talk, I can we can edit that down and it doesn't sound like it took me an hour and a half to figure out how to form a sentence. Sure. Which is which is what we do. It's a hundred percent what we do. Right. Um, but with with terrestrial radio, I don't know if people know this, but DJs and, you know, they will get they'll get fined for every second of dead air there is. Oh, wow. See, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known that. And everything today is automated. Like, I mm -hmm. don't know what it was, you know, <laughs> when they were doing this, you know, uh, it, it, what, almost 10 years ago. 
I, I don't know what this, I don't know what it was, how automated it was, but now it's, you push a button and it just, everything is automated. Like from what you're playing to, so if you, if it's a talk show, the automation stops so that you have 15 minutes of silence. And if your mic's not on filling that, you get, you get fined. Yeah. See, that'd be crazy. I mean, I, I would not be able to do it. Because I, I would just sit there and be like, ah, ah, "Oh, uh, it's, we're live!" Um, shit. I've done I've done radio spots before, so it's like whatever. It's the same as this. Like some people will freeze up. You're behind a mic. Mm-hmm. Nobody can see you. As I look at the camera, for those of you not watching yeah. on on yeah. YouTube or Rumble, um, you know they they can't see you. So for me, I don't care. And now that they can see me, I even give less of a shit. Well, now, okay, so we're doing video and audio. So there's two different ways that you can uh, you get this episode and Simply Stogie's podcast. You can either just listen or you can watch the video. Yeah. And one of the things that we both know, you know more than I do, uh, but I'm quickly, quickly learning, is sound and sound quality. As you laugh, quit. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'm you were trying, a little hot. you were a little hot. Yeah. I was week. way hot, uh, on my mic, uh, last week. Hopefully this week is better. Uh, you know, I'm doing things in, cause I'm, I'm in my garage. I'm smoking in my garage and I'm trying to do things like I, I'm making sound panels and, you know, trying to take down that echo, that, that vibration. It'll get better as we go on, but People who watch the YouTube video probably really don't care. They're watching the video. It was funny because talking with Coop, and I don't remember if this was after the show uh, where he and I were were having a conversation or if this was during the show, but he had said, he's like, he he said that people are more forgiving of video. Mm -hmm. If your video quality is not that great, people are going to be like, all right, well, that's okay. I can still watch this. But if your audio quality sucks, they are going to turn the dial. They're going to turn you off and they're going to move on to the next one. And that's I, I've always said that, um, you know, when even when I first started, it was all about audio quality for podcasts and consistency. You know, those are the two big killers of any podcast. If your audio quality is terrible, people are going to they're just going to turn it off. And so I've always I've always done my best to make sure that our audio or at least my audio uh, is screwed right is 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 on is at the highest level i can possibly get and i've spent a lot of money to do it the microphone that you can see uh, on video or that you can hear me through right now this is the microphone that is in and has been in uh radio stations across the country since the since the 60s mm-hmm. so i i have done my best to make sure that the audio quality is there there's a ton of equipment here right to my left uh, that that uh, kind of makes it sound even better. Uh, it cuts out like the rabbit air behind me. Can't hear that, right? I've got the exhaust fan on. You can't hear that. So there's a lot of things that we have done uh, to make sure that uh, our audio quality is is top notch. And we're still working on yours, Tim. We'll get there one day. Yep, we will. We will. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Or a lot of bit of time. Who or knows? a lot. Whatever. Hey, who's the contractor that finished up your basement? Maybe I'll hire them. I would probably not do that <laughs> at all. Not at all. It's funny you bring that up because I was just thinking this morning. I'm just like, I'm looking at the ceiling. Like, here's the thing. You guys can't see this stuff on camera and certainly you're not going to be able to see it if you're just listening to us. 
But at first glance, the this this studio and lounge that that I've uh, that you started, right? Uh, and they finished is awesome. It's great, right? It is. I can smoke in here. The smell doesn't get out in the house. It serves its purpose. It serves its purpose. And, you know, I've got a 65-inch TV and the PS5 and all kinds of stuff down here where I can just come down here, smoke a cigar, uh, and kind of get away and have my own little vacation here in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, and Randy and I have talked about this. Randy, our, our uh, lifetime subscriber, our only lifetime subscriber, uh, and our benefactor uh, and friend of the show. and currently. Our, our, the, currently. currently. And the most prolific reviewer besides myself on the uh, on simplystogies.com we've talked about this about lounges familiarity breeds contempt and the longer i'm down here the more flaws i see mm-hmm. and so yeah I, I i've thought about getting a hold of that contractor and just wringing his neck <clears throat> and having him fix it i don't know if i would at this point mm. everything is down here i've got bookshelves i've got books i've got the TV, everything, it's, it's a filled space now. It's a lived in, it's a living space. So having him come back in, would, he would literally have to sand the ceiling to get it, to get it smooth. That is true, yeah. Just too much dust. I'd have to take all the equipment out of here, set things back up. Too much. It's more trouble than what it's worth. Yeah. So, no. So one of the things that uh, was mentioned on the episode, and I don't necessarily know if I was supposed to really hear it and focusing focus on it. Uh, but I heard that written media and podcasting in Coop's mind anyway, is kind of fading out. And, and to me, I was like, what you really think so? I mean, I can kind of see written a little bit just because you know, some people like to sit down and take the time and read. I'm not one of them. I, what Coop said was, the, while the written word seems to be something that podcasters do not focus on a lot, it is still, like for, for us, I could just, I could tell you our numbers. I, but Coop said this as well. Coop, Coop was, he, the, the, the website gets more hits. Yeah. His website his, gets more his, hits. His written content is still his bread and butter. Right. As is ours. As is ours. If we take mm-hmm. a look at the number of people that go to the website, read the reviews, stay there for 30 seconds to a minute to whatever it is, uh, you know, reading uh, the, the reviews that are out. And, and this podcast is no slouch. I've said that before. Like, uh, I don't look at numbers typically because I don't care. I do this because I enjoy it. Right. I don't do this for, for accolades or to see where I'm at. Uh, compared to everybody else, but there are 2 million podcasts out there uh, in the ether, 2 million. Uh, and that's worldwide. And out of that, according to Chartable, uh, we're, we're typically in the top 8,000 uh, out of 2 million. So for me, that's good enough, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I don't care. So this podcast is no slouch when it comes to streams, when it comes to downloads, uh, when it comes to listens. Uh, and, and the YouTube, like we have an unboxing video, which I don't know if we're going to keep doing unboxing videos. I think they're kind of whatever, but, but, but Dave wanted to do one for that, uh, ST DuPont Legrand, uh, cling that's got a thousand views on it. That's the most viewed, uh, almost 1500 last time I looked, which was last week, uh, views on it. 
that to me, that's just weird. Like I'm not a big fan of un unboxing videos. Um, with something like that really expensive ST DuPont lighter, okay, sure, because I'm personally never going to open that box. But to see a unboxing of the brand new iPhone, no, that that's you know that's supposed to be my experience when I open it up. Right. I don't care about it. I I, I don't want to see that. I I want to be surprised when I open something up. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, I, so I or disappointed. Or disappointed, right? One or the other. So I, I typically don't watch unboxing videos, but I mean, here's the thing. They and are it, popular. Th those who watch the video are not the same people who, who listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So based, <laughs> as you, you almost died, based on our, based Sorry. on our uh, <clears throat> numbers from the first video with uh, Island Jim, it did not detract from how many listens, how many streams, how many downloads we get from the podcast. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of hundred in the first week or so uh, views of that video, which I think is good for a first video. Uh, oh, hopefully yeah. they, they just, they, they continue to get better. And we grow that this medium as well, but the, it doesn't take away from the podcast. So there's two different, there are two different uh, uh, audiences. So, you know, I, the written word is what half wheel is, is good at. Like they don't do a lot of podcasts. Um, you know, they have their show every year, uh, where they, you know, do their, their, uh, awards and whatnot, which we don't do awards here. Cause I don't care. Like I just saw, and I'm not knocking anybody. You want to, if you're listening to this or watching this and you are in this space, you're a media cigar media person here in the cigar media industry. I, good on you. You want to put together awards for factory of the year and blender of the year and, and personality of the year and uh, whatever. Right. Go ham. I don't care. Me, us. It's not what we do. That's not what we're about because I think it's silly. I do. It, like I even, like I said last year, I had a cigar of the year. Right. And I was like, this is our cigar of the year. Da, 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 da. <sighs> I don't, I, I hate that because it's so subjective, but whatever. It is. It and, is. If, and, if nothing, but, go ahead. Well, and the year before, I mean, here's the thing. Like we don't, and I've said this before, we do not take, and it was fun to talk to Coop after the show about all this stuff. Um, we don't take cigars from anybody. They, no. uh, they ask I, th to send samples and I'm like, no, I will, I will buy them. If you want me to review them, I'll review them, but it's going to be unbiased. I'm not taking any mm. free samples. Yeah, we had uh, the first year we did the PCA trade show. Shortly after, all of a sudden, a couple boxes uh, from a company just landed on your doorstep. We still yeah. have not reviewed it. They're actually, I think they're a pretty good cigar, but it's, it's an okay cigar, and I'm not going to yeah. review it because no. And that's I, I just I just don't. But I mean, Coop does, and Coop said at the you know they put uh, at the end of the review at the end of the review, hey, this was this was a sample or whatever, and good on them. And at the end of the year, they, they kind of do this thing where they say, okay, so here are the samples that we reviewed and here's the ones we bought that we reviewed. And here's the aggregate scores of both, mm -hmm. you know? And he's like, it's kind of, it's, you know, one year, uh, the, the ones we, we, we bought are higher and one year, the ones that we got samples are higher, sure. but it, it's back and forth and we're very transparent about it. And and that's a good way to do it. I think I, I really do. But for us, you know, I, I think, this is why I have been so hesitant to have a sponsor, you know, and have advertising on the show is number one. I think it kind of just takes away from the podcast experience overall. And people are just going to hit that 
that 10 to 30 second fast forward button and, and get through the read through and not, not listen to it. Um, and, and the other, and the other piece is, is that I don't want to be labeled as somebody who's biased. Oh, you're only giving them a good score because you know, they give you money. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Or they gave you this free cigar. And it's not, it's not what I want to do. So we don't do it yet. Yeah. Yeah, we've had many conversations, many a conversations on, you know, if we were to take sponsorships or anything like that, how would we do it? And how can we, you know, we don't need to get into it here, but, you know, is there a way to do it where it doesn't take away from everything else that we're doing? And I agree 100% when you say you put a 30 second spot, if it's in right away at the beginning or right in the middle, I might just suffer through it. But what happens, and I've been seeing it a lot more with some of the podcasts that I listen to, it went from one commercial per hour episode to two, to three, four, sometimes even five. Oh, I hate that when I start to watch anybody, and it doesn't matter if it's cigar media or not, but I watch anybody or listen to somebody, and it's four or five ads right at the beginning for four or five different. And it's just like, Oh my God, just stop. You're not radio. Like radio. It makes sense to take ads because it keeps the lights on, right? Radio terrestrial radio is a business and it's always been a business and it will always be a business. And while you can certainly turn a podcast into a business uh, for me personally, uh, you know, I would rather just take, you know, money from supporters, people who love the show, people who really enjoy listening uh, to the content that we create or watching the content we create uh, and, and join the LE club. Right. Cause it's not expensive. $10 a month, hundred dollars a year. Uh, sure, or that's could, one cigar a month. It's right. Like donating and, one cigar a month. Right. And then we're able to, to, to buy um, cigars. We're able to buy new equipment. We're able to go to these places and it doesn't cost us nearly as much. I I, I get it. We're never going to make a ton of money at this. Right. But like Coop said, it's an expensive endeavor to do this any level is an expensive endeavor. And we try to do this at the highest level we possibly can. We will never be Joe Rogan because this is a niche industry, right? It is a niche hobby that has, uh, you know, like one to 2% of the population of the U S so 330 million people, you're looking at what? 330,000, maybe at the top end, 500,000, half a million people who smoke cigars regularly. Yeah, right. And when you're talking Joe Rogan, and everybody seems to want to compare to Joe Rogan or some of these other big names out there, but these are also people who have been around and done enough things that they themselves are almost, they're basically influencers. I mean, Uh, no, we talked about that a little bit too (laughs) on the show, the influencers. Right. Um, and, and, and you're not, you're not, you are, and you, you, you aren't, if you're a podcaster, you're a podcaster and certainly you have some influence and I think you have a responsibility, um, you know, but we're more infotainment than we are anything else. We're Correct. not, we are, we're, we're not an info show, but we are, we get a lot of info out about the industry and about the people in the industry and the brands. And we sometimes talk about news and current things going on. But we all try to do it in an entertaining way. So it's more infotainment than it is anything else. Joe Rogan and the last podcast on the left and all, all of these other big name podcasts, they are entertainment. 
And they are there for entertainment purposes. They are not there to inform you. They may talk about current events, but they, again, that would be infotainment. Mm -hmm. So there's a big difference for me between a podcast entertaining people and giving some info at the same time than the influencers. And the influencers are there to make money, making stupid 30-second videos on TikTok or reels on Instagram that make you laugh. And then they're like, oh, by the way, go smoke these cigars, you know, or go buy this product or go do this. I I absolutely hate that. Their only influence is they're trying to influence their pocketbook. And good on them. It's a it's a business model that works for some people. But that to me, I don't you know, I, I think I asked Coop if it was a, if he thought it was a detriment to the industry influencers because the PCA has had influencers more and more influencers at, at the trade show the last few years. Uh, and, and they just keep letting them in. Mm-hmm. It's not like these folks review cigars. Some of them do. Right. And, and, and I'm not talking about your evil empire cigar societies or your five Oh five reviews. I'm not talking about those people. Those people produce content, um, long form content, Mm-hmm. on those platforms, right? On Instagram uh, specifically, where we do long form content, mostly on the website and then uh, on Rumble, YouTube, and, and obviously on, on, on the podcast. But the influencers do these 30 second funny videos uh, or even I, I know there's one out there that does, you know, 30 second like educational videos in, in this for the cigar but are they reviewing cigars? What are they doing for the industry? And for me, I think it's a detriment because I don't think it's a good look for the industry to have these folks at the PCA. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. And it doesn't mean a hill of beans. And uh, you know, on, on, honestly, the PCA wants as much exposure as they can. So it makes sense for them to bring these influencers in, but I think it's a bad look overall. Um, especially if it's not educational and it's just funny entertainment and they're trying to make a buck or they're selling a calendar or they're selling barbecue bullshit. I think it's a bad look. <clears throat> I think it's a terrible look for the industry. Actually. I think it's, I think it's, I don't like it, but like Coop said, there's a flip side to that. And the, the positive of this, cause I am more of a negative person. Uh, and, and Coop is the flip side to that. He's a more positive person. And if someone's talking about cigars, that's a good thing. Sure. See, for the influencers, to me, I kind of look at them at two different angles. One is if you're somebody who can say, oh, you need to go out and buy this, and people are going to go out and buy it, well, now you're an influencer because you've just influenced people who normally wouldn't buy something to go buy something. But I also look at influencers as the the little the, the side I hate to, I, this is going to sound hard, but the, the little bombshells hanging on uh, all the old rich people. Because when I saw the influencers at the last, pe- sorry, but the influencers that I saw that at the PCA trade show that I was like, oh, well, who's that? Oh, that's an influencer. Oh, okay. I didn't know if they were an influencer or if they were one of the Vegas strip hookers. I didn't know. All I knew is that they just didn't Jesus seem to Christ. naturally fit there. Uh, all opinions uh, on this show are are those of uh, the host or hosts 
and do not reflect uh, the thoughts and opinions of Simply Stogies as a whole. <laughs> we have to do disclaimers fuck, now. Uh, we do after that. Jesus, fuck, man. Well, that's the beautiful part about uh, editing is we can always remove things. It's not that I want it removed because I think there's something to be said about if you're going to the trade show and you are hawking your own wares, that's a problem. Sure. Uh, you know, we I, talking to Valerie afterwards, there was somebody at the trade show a few years ago that was a, a whiskey, um, a bourbon or, or liquor podcast entity thing. I don't even remember exactly what it was, but they were going around bogarting these guys' time uh, by saying, hey, I brought some whiskey. Let's just, you, you, would you like to try some? And then they'd, you know, sit there for 45 minutes to an hour drinking uh, whiskey with these guys. And that the actual cigar media, the people there to highlight the brand could get time with them because they were too busy, you know, drinking. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's industry adjacent, sure. But if you're going there and you're hawking your own thing, and you're doing, and you're trying to. I'm, I'm okay with making a buck, I, I I really am. But if you're trying to to promote yourself instead of promoting those there at the PCA or promoting the PCA, or promoting the trade show, uh, you're doing it wrong. And then the other side of that is, I you know, I've I've had this conversation with somebody in the industry, and I'm not going to mention names. And I think I, I think we talked about it on the show. I don't remember. But if you walk up with a camera. Right. Or, or, or a cell phone. Right. And you're, and you're like, Hey, would, uh, would, would you mind doing an interview? And then somebody else walks up with a camera and a microphone and Hey, would you want to do an interview? Which one are you more prone to do the interview with? Oh, the guy with the the cell phone. that's just doing it for the Instagram clout and, and some influencer stuff or the guy that's looks a little bit more professional, which by the way, in no way, shape, or form <laughs> are we professional at all. Uh, but, we, you know, we, we try to at least put these folks uh, in the industry in a good light and, and give them the opportunity to, to tell everybody, to tell those of you listening, those of you watching exactly what's going on with them and when the new stuff they've got coming out. Yeah, no, hundred percent. You you would give your attention to the the person or persons who walk up with equipment. They're lugging around the cameras, they're the microphones, you know. Um, and and you know it always helps because I always at the PCA trade show wear a Simply Stogies T-shirt so that when I'm walking around, oh, you're with Simply Stogies, and you've we've been doing this long enough now that. A lot of people know the name. They might not listen. Probably not. I think they know the name. Probably not. Uh, One last thing to talk about before uh, we get out of here for this show is uh, paying attention to the booths at the show instead of, you know, because we did this, uh, I think it was our first year. Uh, we were in the the business area. We were doing some editing, recharging batteries, and uh, this guy approached us, and he had a uh, cigar accessory. And we talked to him, and we did a little quick uh, podcast with him. Um, I think it was the uh, cigar saver. You know, he was there to hawk his product to to get. Well, to get thoughts, get opinions, and gauge interest. Yeah, I think that the product was good, but I haven't seen or heard anything since that trade show for that product. 
But Coop said, if somebody walks up to him and just says, hey, you want to do an interview? No, sorry. We're here for the people who have booths. We're here for the people who have taken the time and spent the money to be here. We're not here for just random whoever walking around the trade, uh, the trade show floor trying to get exposure. Yeah, uh, I, I would, I, I would, I would tend to agree with Coop on that. Uh, and that first year that we went was a weird year because yeah. that year was, it was, it was a smaller trade show. It was right. You know, it was uh 2021. Is that right? It was 2021. So it was still mm. during the pandemic. Yeah. And, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't a big trade show. So we were able just the two of us running around, we couldn't hit everybody, but we hit a lot of the, of the trade show. And then last year we were kind of overwhelmed and we're like, Holy, we brought, everybody we had five people and well, holy shit we still couldn't hit everybody um well, that was kind of the point that i guess for me when we went the first time yes i know it was smaller than what it normally would be that's what everybody was saying but i'm like even though we didn't get to see everybody and we did a lot of work and, and everything i still was like oh we can do this and then when we went back to second year, we brought more people in my mind, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, maybe it's going to be a little bit bigger. It was a completely different beast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were woefully, woefully unprepared. This year, mm -hmm. we are m much more prepared for it. We've got two different cameras now. We've got Nick that we've added to the show. Yep. And, and you know, talking with Coop, I, again, I don't remember if this is on the podcast or, or afterwards, but, you know. A lot of these guys would rather be interviewed than just given the microphone and, and let them go. Mm -hmm. And I don't want it to be an interview style because to me that detracts from like, I don't want to be anywhere part of it because it, it detracts from what they're trying to sell and it detracts from their new products. But some folks don't have that media training. Um, you know, I had media training year after year after year after year when I was in, in retail for 20 years. It was, you know, here's how you do, you know, radio interviews. Here's how you do television interviews. Here, here's how you do, you know, public speaking and all, all of this. Um, so they don't have that. They don't have that, you know, the empty can rattles the most syndrome like I do, where I just mm -hmm. love the sound of my own voice. They would prefer to like you ask the questions please and so it was this last year it was kind of a mix of that you know we had you know you could give a, a microphone to scott weeks from iconic uh uh leaf cigar company and he would he'd go nuts right yeah. he'd yep. talk about recluse he'd talk about iconic he'd talk about all of it uh dan thompson you know that guy is media savvy you know high level executive in in all kinds of different industries uh and he's media savvy he took almost an hour you know, and we didn't really have to ask him a whole lot of questions. It was just him talking about McAuliffe and talking about their, their brand and their stance on things. And, uh, it was great, you know, but then we also, we, we switched it up. We had, you know, I'd sit down with, with, uh, uh, John Lorendi, uh, from P Peter James sat down with, um, uh, Rick Rodriguez, West Tampa tobacco company, um, sat down with a couple of other folks, uh, uh, Mo from Patina and would have that, that interview, that back and forth, because that was for the podcast. So this year it's going to be interesting to kind of see how we uh, do both because I do want to have podcast uh, 
content that has video element to it. So our, our YouTube and Rumble friends can uh, watch uh, along as, and not just listen, kind of see the products and see these guys and what they're talking about. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit different this year, but I think we're, we are going to have it figured out. Uh, and I do, I talking with Coop, I'm going to get to sit down with Coop, uh, probably the day before the trade show, uh, and have him on, uh, with myself and Nick. And we're going to, we're going to talk media we're going to talk cigar media. We're going to talk about their responsibilities, uh, in the industry, the responsibility at the trade show and, and all that good stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. I hope you guys are too. Um, uh, but yeah, it should be a good time. And I, I mean, I know it's only depending on when you're listening to this podcast, but right now it's, it's middle of February, not even the middle of February. And, uh, and we, we've got a few months, but it, it's quickly coming uh, up on us and we need to make sure that we're good to go and have all our ducks in a row. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're definitely going to be spending quite a bit of time talking about the PCA trade show. I know that uh, we've got uh, people that are going with us, great people. I think uh, we're going to have kind of everybody's roles uh, planned out. We've got tons more equipment, uh, better equipment. And uh, I think we have, uh, I, I think we're going to have a pretty solid plan going into this year's PCA trade show. You, you know, you just jinxed it, man. You just jinxed it. Mm. No, 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 no. It's all good. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get to Vegas and we're going to start the whole thing off. I've already got the place. It's a really shady place in Vegas, right? But it's cheap. And we're going to do an LH uh, cigar band tattoo right on your butt cheek. It's already... It, Nick said he'd pay for it. No. <laughs> I, I'm not a smooth draws... Uh, no, I'm not Chad. Because that, that was like the funniest thing from the whole... Uh, smooth draws reunion show is Chad saying that he got a tattoo, the LH tattoo. And he's, I, I'm just like, I don't like, I am a, I've said this before. Everybody knows I'm a Castagli fanboy, right? I can't imagine getting a Castagli tattoo. I, I don't have tattoos, but I mean, if I was, I guess maybe if I was a tattoo guy, I would uh, maybe do that, but probably not. I, that's just, I don't want to be a walking What about the billboard. Simply Stogie's logo? No, <laughs> I am not a human billboard. Absolutely not. Oh, no, you're missing out. Some people find tattoos very therapeutic. Uh, well, look, why don't you get the uh, Simply Stogies tattoo uh, right next to all those cat tattoos you have? Oh, you know what? If you pay for it, I will. Oh, no, you're thinking no, you, about yeah, it. You're yeah, thinking, I'm, about I'm thinking about it. About it yeah. <laughs> I'll make All you right. the walking billboard. I'm okay with that. <laughs> all right, James. Uh, that's really all I had to talk about for this episode. You have anything that you want to add before we get out of here? No, nah, guys, just make sure you go to, you're going to simplystogies.com and you're checking out all the great content. We've got new cigar reviews out. I know that uh, by the time this comes out, the M81 review, the Metallica cigar. Uh, what, what? What did he do? He did the Corona size? Yeah, it was the Corona yeah. size, which I've had the uh, Toro, and I love it. That's actually, I'm, if you don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with the score, but you can go check it out, read what Ryan had to say about it. Uh, and you can get the, all the great content there at simplystogies.com. You can get the podcast. You can listen to it right there uh, on the website, or you can watch us uh, right there on the website uh, through the uh, Rumble player. 
Uh, or if you so choose, you can go to youtube.com and, and check out the content we've got there. I have been lax in uh, Instagram content, Tim. And I kind of thought that once I had the studio uh, and everything, I would put out more Instagram content. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I haven't. But you can go check us out on Instagram, Simply Stogies Podcast. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter at Simply Stogies. Uh, but yeah, I need to get more uh, social media savvy and start putting clips up on the TikTok so that the Chinese Ooh. know what's going on. Well, they, well, yeah, because their balloon is no longer there. No, it's not. <laughs> and apparently we shot down two UFOs. Like, oh, like, yeah, I, I'm okay. all for it. Like the, they, the pilots have said they don't know how those things were in the air. They were cylindrical in shape and shot them down. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, we need to get Dion on this show because I just I don't want to talk cigars with Dion on Simply Stogie's podcast. Right. I want to talk conspiracy theories, aliens, all of that stuff. Well, Sasquatch. I think, I think right now is the perfect time to do it. Oh, I do too. Like I I I really want to I want to have Dion on and just talk about conspiracy theories. That's it. I don't care about the cigars. Like I, let's not talk cigars at all. Let's talk. Uh, conspiracy theories and what what all he's uh, is on his radar. So, I like it. I like yeah. it. All right, James. Thanks for coming on. Like like you had a choice. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Tim. I appreciate it. <laughs> we'll see how this turns out, and uh, we'll see everybody uh, after the next show. Do you know what the next show is going to be? I do, but I don't want to tell anybody. All right. Well, I guess we'll all sit back and wait. All right. There you go. Until next time. Stay smoky, you, friends. <laughs>